Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. My name is Kahala, and I'm your host. Well, you know, here at Pros and Politics Podcast, we love all things sports and athletics, and we've had some amazing guests from athletes to Olympians to coaches. Well, you know what? For all that goes on on the field and on the diamond, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, or should I say, in the front office. So today we have an amazing guest with us to talk about some of those things and to share with us um, a little bit of that front office life. So with us today is Javier Duran. Hello, Javier. Hi, Kahala. How are you? I am so excited to be here. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great introduction. Well, thank you. You're (laughs) great. And we just want to talk about all those things. But first, let's talk about you. Yeah. 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 Uh, Me. Loaded question. It's a really good question. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is I'm a child of God. Child of God, man of God. That was uh, placed in me when since I was a young lad. And uh, it's something that I've taken for my own. And uh, now it's the standard that I live by. And Amen. it's been a, a blessing the, the, ever since I made that decision. And so that's the me. The best decision I ever oh. made. I'm with you. Oh. So, yeah, that's <laughs> me first and foremost. Uh, I'm a husband mm-hmm. of one wife. Uh, my, my lovely bride that I, I love to call her Tyra Duran, a previous yeah. guest on here. Yeah. She did an amazing job. A uh, wife of five years. So we just celebrated year five in July. Yay. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been amazing. Right. You talk about the deci- best decisions in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, following God and marrying that girl. OK, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. So, yeah, child of God, husband, uh Corporate professional. I got a lot of different titles. Mm-hmm. Mentor. I just turned 30. And the reason why I say that is because I'm still learning who I am. And I think that's the beautiful part about life is the journey of um, finding out who you are. Mm-hmm. Finding out as you continue to grow as circumstances and situations happen and how you mold and how you adapt to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not the same at 40 and 45 that you are at 30. And no. so that's what I've been looking forward to kind of in this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can attest to that because I am 45. Come on. And I look back at 30 and I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit of life happened yeah. in between 30 and 45. Uh-huh. And no, I am not the same person. And if you are the same person 15 years later, you need... Jesus and a therapist. Yeah. Okay. And because I like we that. it's supposed to you're supposed to grow yeah. faith to faith, glory to glory. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you said you were also corporate professional. I am. And so who are you with? Yeah. So I work for the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team. Cardinal Nation. Yeah. Shout out to the St. Louis Cardinals, one of the best organizations in major league baseball absolutely yeah 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 okay and so your role with them what are what is it yeah so um my manager of video operations and so when it comes to sports uh it's operated a little bit differently than your normal business right so there's the business side and there's the baseball side your Mm -hmm. business side has some of the same positions that you'll find in other businesses your accounting your human resources department but then there's also a separate department that deals specifically with the product on the field 
-hmm. right? You got accounting, you got HR, but you got to have somebody choosing the players to be able to Absolutely. put on the field. Absolutely. And so that's the department that I work in. So it's called baseball operations and I'm a manager of video operations and it's twofold. The first fold is scouting. And so whenever we're looking to acquire players, whether that's free agency, whether that's trade, um, whether that's uh, draft, my job is to make sure that we have video of their performances to go along with all of the other data that we bring in, whether it's medical grades, whether it's wow. uh, statistics or performance grades to help us make the best decision on whether we should acquire this player or not. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. And so I manage the process. I have a team of about five to seven across a few different states in the U.S. and Dominican Republic. And so my job is to make sure that the whole video processing phase works. Wow. Yeah. So you've said so much already. Yeah. Because my mind is just spinning because <laughs> I am a sports fan. There okay? you go. Okay. And my brother, who's been on the um, platform and he's a he's a firefighter, but he plays baseball okay, okay in his yeah. spare time he probably would be mad if i said spare time because it's serious business for yeah. him okay yeah, yeah. and um so he's a fanatic because he one day he told me he was like well kyle you do know what fan is short for and i was like what he was like fanatic like that's where it comes from and i was like yeah. oh well because i'm not a fanatic i'm that's not what i'm thinking yeah but he is so into baseball so i'm that's how I was raised, right? Yeah. So while you're talking, my mind is thinking, and I'm seeing video. I'm a very visual person, so I'm yeah. seeing video flashing, and I'm seeing like footage and tape and all the stuff that you're putting together. Yeah. To present a package. So back to the to the Cardinals, obviously, but to a division of people that's like, okay, this is a good person or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Case in point, our amateur draft. We'll invite all of our scouts. So we have amateur scouts that are placed around the U.S. We'll invite all of our scouts into St. Louis and we'll have a few days of meetings before the draft starts. The draft is usually three days. And so in those meetings, we're discussing who do we like, who we're going to pick. And so there's this big presentation that once these players are talked about, their player profile pops up. And so on that this profile, so yeah, <laughs> we have their statistics. We have the area scout. And so for a player that's in Arizona, but we'll have the scout that's um, for Arizona. Talk about this player. Talk about some of the things that he's liked in the player. Talked about some of the things that maybe he could improve on. And so while the scout is talking, we have, again, his stats up there. We have our player development team talking about what we could potentially do once we draft this player, how we can develop him. We have the performance team talking about, hey, has he had any injuries? And then we also have a big screen with his video playing of wow. his past games, the hits that he had, the pitches that he's thrown, right? And so all of this data and all of these different opinions help us to really get a good sense of who this player is, is yeah. and ultimately it goes to our director and it's really up to him to decide okay out of all the information that we've gathered mm -hmm. should we acquire this player or not is he a good fit for our culture is he a good fit for our team well that's also really big because yeah. i can like just on the outside looking in I've always felt that the Cardinals had like a good culture and a good image. Yeah. So, you know, some programs and it may not always be in baseball, but like certain players, certain programs, they don't always have the best like forward facing image. Yeah. But 
I've literally grown up here and pretty much lived my whole life here with the exception of maybe 10 years. Mm -hmm. And the Cardinals have always been up here. Yep. You know, and the beautiful stadium and just all types of things. I remember when the old stadium went down and the new stadium went up. And I drive past it and I'm like, it still looks like yesterday. Like, it's just the way that the whole, like I said, organization really takes care of the image, the building, and just everything. And so how does that work? Like just maintaining a culture that people can respect. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of it is the relationship between the community and the organization. As you go around Major League Baseball and even talking to some of my counterparts, the community and the organization seems so disconnected. Okay. But when you come to St. Louis, it doesn't matter if you're the janitor. I know that's right. If you're the teacher, <laughs> if you, you wanted the roaches in grandmama kitchen and, back in the day. Exactly. Everybody's a Cardinals fan. Even across the river. Yeah. So even in East St. Louis, yeah. Illinois, we yeah. always make that distinction. Yep. Come on. Yeah. 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 Around the world. Yep. There are Cardinal fans in Japan, like literally, yes. Yep, yep, yep. So it's that relationship, and it's also a part of our business model. Uh, A lot of teams, they're good one year and bad other years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Traditionally, we've tried to consistently be good every year. We've tried to intentionally contend for a World Series every year. Every year we're trying to be in October. Every year. year. Yeah, and this year, a little bit of exception, we had a little bit down year, but it wasn't planned. (laughs) Uh And so when you have an organization that's consistently good, Mm -hmm. you have consistent interests from the community. Mm-hmm. You have consistent a consistent fan base mm-hmm. that when they come to a Cardinals game, they're expecting a team to win. Absolutely. And so really those two aspects, I feel like, have contributed to the overall success of the Cardinals organization. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can say that the Cardinals have contributed to my success in some way. Okay. Because when I was a circuit clerk, uh-huh. um, I... I was blessed to become a part of like the executive committee for the clerks association. So I eventually became the first black president of the clerks association for the state of Illinois. That's awesome. And when you're coming in the ranks, you put on the clerks conference and it was the first time it had been brought to St. Clair County. And my theme, because half of us love Cardinals Uh in Illinois. And of course there's this team in Chicago Mm -hmm. was two of them, but there's one that you know what I'm talking about. And so the theme was cards versus cups. And so I had Cardinals plates and where I pulled a tie revision. I mean, I had (laughs) Cardinals peanuts and we had Cardinals clothes and I took them to the Anheuser-Busch brewery. I mean, we just did it up. Right. And That was one of the most attended to this day, one of the most well-attended clerks conferences. When I tell you the justice at the time of the Illinois Supreme Court justice in my district brought his wife to my Cards versus Cubs like day or whatever, the director of the AOIC was, she came. And so I was just, so to this day, people are still like, that Cards versus Cubs theme, you know, event in St. Clair County that could holler through, like that's still in the in the annals yeah. of, of the Clerks Association. That's so awesome. that's when I tell you people love the Cardinals, yeah. People love them. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a really like fun and really like high paced, high volume position, but 
you're not new to sports. No. So tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. And so although I worked with the Cardinals, which is baseball, I grew up basketball. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing basketball. A lot of it, I feel like, was because of my dad. Right? You're a little kid. You want to be like your dad. And uh, he was an Eastside graduate. He played basketball. Okay, and hearing the stories of my dad back in the day, I said, I want to be like my dad. And so, yeah, I grew up playing basketball. And uh, I'd like to say that I was fairly successful at it. I played in high school and I was recruited to play basketball division one at Yale University. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so I spent four years there, decorated career, currently in the Yale Basketball Hall of Fame. And yeah, after I graduated and left Yale, I had an opportunity to play professional basketball. So I spent a couple of years playing pro ball overseas. My first year I was in Holland okay. and my second year I was in Hungary and Finland. Okay. And so, yeah, sports is not new to me. No, not uh, at all. Yeah. A, a very, very, again, decorated basketball career, successful career. Uh, I loved it. Being overseas, one, getting paid to do what you love to do absolutely incredible it's a beautiful thing oh yeah mm -hmm. and then two being able to experience the different people in different cultures mm -hmm. right like i'm a, born and raised in st louis town in castle, castle point north county to be in hungary right budapest um finland mm -hmm. right just these world experiences that the game of basketball has allowed me to have just incredible that is incredible yeah. and I, I know you say you love being a part of the Yale family or the Yale brand. Yeah. So I bleed orange and blue. Okay. It wasn't Yale. Uh-huh. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. But it was the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, and we are pretty high up on that list of yeah, yeah. colleges and universities. All right. Um, academically and otherwise, but you said you love that. Oh. So talk to me about that, because again, you got the Yales, the Princeton's, the Harvard's, like, yeah. that's dope. I'm sorry. I, it, it is. Yeah. And so you told me that you absolutely love that brand. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one thing about me is I don't like saying the H word. You'd say Yale, Princeton, and that other school. <laughs> that other school? And, like we and said, Cambridge, that other, that other that school. That other team up in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But no, I love being a part of the Yale brand. Uh, quick story for you. This was my junior year of high school my junior to senior summer. And I knew I wanted to play basketball in college. And I knew that I was going to have a lot of interest. And so this was June and it was a period where uh, high school athletes could go to college campuses for their elite basketball camps. And so one of those camps that I went to was Yale. And so again, this was June and I went to the Yale basketball camp and I played really well. Killed it so well that at the end of the camp, the head coach, shout out to Coach, Jan coach James Jones, longest tenured Ivy League coach in the league. Shout out, black coach, my man. Okay, okay. Um, he came to me and he said, Javier, I want you to commit to Yale. Now, again, in my 16-year-old brain, I said, thank you, coach. I appreciate it. But I knew July was coming up. And July was the live period where all of the college coaches can come and see you play. Okay. And so in my brain, I said, okay, great. I got Yale in the basket. Mm -hmm. Let mm -hmm. me wait until July to see what else I have so I can make the most informed decision. Mm -hmm. I get back home that night after the camp. My mom asked, how was the camp? I said, it was great, mom. The coach, James Jones, he wants me to commit. And she said, great. You're going. I was like, mom, what do you mean? Mom. What do you mean I'm going to Yale? Like, I got July coming up. I have all of these colleges uh, that I could potentially pick from. And she looked at me. She said, that man said he can get you into Yale. Yale. I want you to play for Yale. Call that man back right now. 
Okay, mama. <laughs> I said, okay, mama. Got on the phone, called Coach Jones. Coach Jones, uh, that offer still stands. And so the reason why I bring that story up is because I believe in that moment, my mom saw what I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, she saw Yale as a part of my brand. She saw mm-hmm. uh, prestige. Mm-hmm. She saw um, just the, like confidence. She saw, uh, wait a minute, you went to Yale. There's something different about you. She saw destiny. Yeah, she saw destiny. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was representing you i didn't only attend you but i got a chance to represent it playing basketball there was notoriety mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so she saw Absolutely. all of these things that my 16 year old self didn't couldn't see didn't see didn't want to see mm-hmm. um but yeah i thank my mom and my dad as well for them encouraging me and uh outside of again following jesus outside of marrying my beautiful wife uh, attending Yale was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And I'm still reaping the benefits of it now. And you will continue. So that is a beautiful story because yeah. obviously, like we discussed, I have two boys yeah. and a little girl. And mamas know. Yeah. Okay. God gives us that, Let right? Me tell you at, mamas at, know. Mamas and, and daddy suit, no yeah. shade on daddy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But um we can just see things. Yeah. And so God puts and invests things in us as the the wiser senior parent, right? Yeah. To be able to say, to see, and then to say. Yeah. Because I'm big on speaking and seeing. So I, I, I speak and then I see. Yeah. And my life has just evolved in that way. So for your mother to be able to say, hey, no, I see a thing. Yeah. And so, no, call that man back. Call that man back. Because this is where we going. <laughs> call him right now. And just look. Yeah. I mean, her prayer, that was a prayer. Sometimes people think that a prayer is, dear Heavenly Father, like a prayer can be a thought. Yeah. It can be a desire of your heart. It can be so many things. And you'd be like, God, I didn't even actually articulate that out loud. And he like, baby. I, yeah. I, 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 I know. I know. I know, right? I know. And so that is just a beautiful story. And that encourages me, right, yeah. as a mom, to keep praying, keep believing, and keep watching. Yeah. And then that moment's going to come when I can have a moment like that with my boys. It'd be like, oh, no, no, no. You call them people back. Yeah, yeah. Call yeah. them back. Yeah, call them back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That beautiful. And, and so, again, Yale is something I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, of course, being able to study at a high level, being able to mm-hmm. play at the highest level, mm-hmm. but also the people that I met were absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends now, I met in college. And even now... Uh, I think about all that Yale has given to me. I feel like it's my duty to give to, to give and sacrifice for Yale. And so I'm currently the president of the Yale Club of St. Louis. Awesome. Yeah, we have various regional clubs. And so I'm the president of the St. Louis Club. And um, it's been great. We have a few events coming up. And again, just being able to stay within that Yale community and continue to give back to Yale is, I feel like, all that I can do, right? Yeah. As I think about all that Yale has given me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can only imagine what that network is like because yeah. I know what the U of I network is like. Mm-hmm. I know what the IU network is like. So I can only imagine what your network is like, especially in this area, yeah. to be able to connect and still network and still move forward together as those Ivy League grads. Yeah. So you played basketball. I did. Division one mm-hmm. before NIL. Yeah. Before NIL. What are your thoughts? Oh, man. Um, I am not a fan. Okay. The reason why I'm not a fan is because it didn't exist 
when I was in college. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I love it. It's oh, a beautiful man. Thing, man. Yeah, I think it's well deserved. Absolutely. Well deserved. And I'm so happy for the athletes that get to take advantage of it now. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in my day, right? Folk got in trouble, lost trophies. Lost trophies. Right. They need to give it back. Okay. One I'm time sorry. for the people in the back. <laughs> give it back. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I'm 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 happy for those athletes. I think it's a, a step in the right direction Absolutely. when it comes to equity and mm-hmm. uh people getting what they're worth. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, I, I know it's a developing space. It's definitely a space I want to get uh, more knowledge about and, and get more. You and I uh, both. Yeah, mm-hmm. get get more involved in. Mm-hmm. Right. As I think about having kids and mm-hmm. hopefully they take up athletics and if mm-hmm. it comes down to it and, and them being in a position to receive nil deals, mm-hmm. uh, we definitely want to explore that. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I'm grateful for again those athletes being able to take advantage of that opportunity, um, and I hope that. More and more athletes can. I think it's well-deserved. I absolutely agree. <laughs> so we have, this is our first NIL conversation yeah. on the platform. But as a lawyer and just, um, like you said, as a parent, it's just something that, like you said, is well-deserved. Yeah. Especially considering some of the sanctions and things that have occurred in the past yep. that obviously retroactively they're not addressing as they should. Yeah. But I went to a Notre Dame game. And, of course, they have this huge football field. And I'm bundled up because it's freezing in Indiana. And I'm just looking around. And I know I paid a pretty penny for our tickets. Uh It was my brother. I took my oldest and myself. Yeah. Um, And I just thought to myself, I said, these babies are out here on this field in this cold. I said, and if each person paid a dollar for their ticket, they made a killing. And anybody with common sense knows folks pay way more than a dollar. Way more than a dollar. So why wouldn't these babies on this field be able to name, image, and likeness, be able to earn income and do the things that they do? Because I have a friend, um, his name is Sergio McLean. He played for played basketball in Peoria for years. Very su- successful high school career and then went on to Illinois. And his dad was a very successful coach in the state of Illinois. And we were having a conversation about NIL in recent years. And we were talking about how me and my girlfriend, Nicole, we were able to have fun and hang out and study and go to class if we felt like and not. Mm-hmm. But he's like, as we didn't have those luxuries. I didn't have that great college experience. Now, it was great. I played ball. I did all that. But I didn't have the same experience that you did. Yeah. I had to go to class. I had to go to tutoring. I had to do this and I had to train and I had to whatever. And like you said, I don't like it because I couldn't do it. Imagine how much better you would have felt. Oh. Oh. Going to tutoring. If that little, if, if. That cycle was coming in. And so I think when you look at what departments and divisions and schools, what they earn, and yes, you get your education, but you're giving me an education. But when I hit that field, 
when I hit that court, when I hit that diamond, though, it, it, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. We are not the same. Yeah. Okay. So to be able to have, like you said, a little bit of equity. Yeah. In an environment that has persisted for forever. Oh, gosh, right. Remember yeah. when they had the helmets that weren't helmets, they were just like these leather things. Uh-huh, the, yeah. You know, so that's <laughs> it's been an athletic world and we've loved athletics forever. So I yeah. am completely with you that I am so happy for these young men and these young women out here making this paper while they go to school and building legacy early. Yeah. Like who said you can't be, you can't start building it early? Who said? And so I I think that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, I love it. I wasn't ready. No, I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was like, oh, he doesn't like it. Okay, well that's good. So we'll see where we going. That was perfect. There you go. You got me. Yeah. Um. So as we get ready to close, I have one good, one really good question for you. Okay. It seems that. What the space that you're currently in, it's not an easy space to break into. For sure. So for (laughs) men and women, young people, whoever, like, Mm -hmm. do you have any words of encouragement or any direction for men and women who are looking to get into, like, that front office life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I and I say this with two years experience of being a hiring manager. Mm -hmm. And specifically for the position that I'm hiring for, there are about 700 to 800 candidates. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so it's a question that I get a lot. How do I get into baseball operations? How do I get into sports? I know. All of that. And I'll say three things. Okay. One, have a good understanding of what you can bring to the table. Two, be confident in what you can bring to the table. Three, focus on how you can solve a problem. Okay. A lot of the answers that I get, um, and, and, and when I ask these sorts of questions to individuals that are asking me these questions, probably the number one response is, oh, I'm a hard worker, or, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I just want to do anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And without trying to be rude, my response <laughs> in, in so many ways is, I, I hope you're a hard worker, right? Like, I'm not going to look to hire anybody and nobody wants anybody in their organization. That isn't going to work hard. That isn't going to work hard. Exactly. So that's a given, given, right? But by you being able to solve a problem, mm-hmm. even if it's not fleshed out, right? That requires you to do your homework on the organization. That requires you to talk to some people within the specific department that you want to work in just to see how they work and kind of understand some of the things and, and some of the challenges that they're that they're kind of facing. And I find it more attractive. I find candidates more attractive when they come and saying, hey, here's something that I've been thinking about and here's how I think we can fix it. Okay. So yeah, really those three things. Know who you are, know what you're good at, Walking and being confident in what you're good at and looking to solve problems. And I think the beautiful thing about those three pieces of advice is that it transcends walking into sports. Mm-hmm. It transcends working with the St. Louis Cardinals. Like those three aspects can be adopted to any potential door that you're looking to walk through. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that because. We try to always make it universal. Like we do, we love East St. Louis and we love St. Louis. But when we bring guests on, 
I hope that people can apply what we talk about to any area. So just like with HR, when Tyra came on, I was like, no matter where you are. Yeah. I'm not, don't put your address on it. Please Right. Don't. No matter where you Please are, don't. you know, make sure that this and that works and the tips that she gave. Yeah. And just like with the coaching or any of the people that we brought on, financial tips, mental health, it can be universal yeah. to anybody. And so I love that because the one thing that really stuck out to me is confidence. Yeah. Because if you're just like, well, I think I think I can, and maybe I can, and maybe. I'm just looking for, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't I, come I, off well. I can do anything. Right. <laughs> but everybody's already doing everything. Exactly. You and the other 699 people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But to be confident in knowing, like, like you said, what you can do, yeah. what you offer, and I am a problem solver, and here's a problem, yeah. and here's my solution. Yes. I like you said, that transcends any door that you're knocking on that you want to open. Yeah, no, for sure. And just to piggyback off that, you said universal. Mm-hmm. Um, the advice that I try to give, I try to give it universally. Mm-hmm. Because again, my story, I never wanted to, never imagine working in baseball. It wasn't something that I was intent mm-hmm. on working into. I love that. It was a position that the Lord dropped into my space, dropped into my life in a season. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay, this is, I guess this is the door I'm supposed to walk through. Absolutely. And so when people are coming to me asking, what was your secret formula? How did you do it? I was adaptable. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted to do. I, I knew who I was. I knew what I brought to the table and I mm-hmm. walked in it. And as I got into the organization, I was able to solve problems, specifically the problem of video and it having such a demand that there wasn't anybody to kind of manage that process. And so that was the problem that I ended up solving. And now I'm managing the process. And look at you. Yeah. Oh, what a blessing. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so no, much. Thank you for um, having me. You just, yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah. I'm just, it's always so much to think about yeah. after, you know, the episodes and I talk to dynamic guests like yourself. I'm just sitting here like, you know what? This is blessing me. Yeah. Like I, I'm getting the, the, the pearls out of this situation. Yeah. So I really appreciate you. And I thank you so much for coming on. Like you were just doing amazing. Like <laughs> you just out here killing it. And I am so happy for you yeah. and for your family. Um, And I just know that it's only up from here, like yeah, with God and you got a, a great family structure and yeah. like, it's just, I'm, I'm just so excited for y'all. Thank you, so Kyla. Thank y'all. you so I'm much. So well, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank After, you so much. Will you come back? What? As okay. often as this, as often as she'll have me back. Yay! Yeah. Well, I'm excited <laughs> and it's going to be a great season. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be, yeah. This yeah. next one, it's not going to be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, I felt that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I accident up my trail on that one. <laughs> no, but thank you so much, Kahala. This is amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for the people that your vision in this is going to reach. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. And thank you for tuning in today to Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you'll join us again next week. But in the meantime, please like, love, share and subscribe. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye.